Hey guys, welcome to the 801 Dodger podcast. My name is Carter Beasley, your host, so to speak. Um, but really, I'm just a diehard Dodger fan. Um, I've been wanting to make a podcast for a while now. Finally got some of the equipment needed, and here we are. Um, I grew up in Southern California, in Corona, actually. Um, but towards the end of grade school, I moved up to Utah, to Salt Lake City, hence the 801. 801's the Utah area code, but here we are. Like I said, I'm a diehard Dodger fan, grew up a Dodger fan. It's in my blood. My dad is from the Pasadena area. His dad had season tickets growing up, um, took us to some games, but my dad just would tell me all the stories of growing up in L.A., um, listening to, to Vin, the legendary Vin Scully on TV, on the radio. Heck, that was... Also, the days of John Wooden, UCLA, back in the day, my dad would stay up late. So, Dodger fan, just in my blood. I love it. Absolutely love the Dodgers. Ironically, living in Corona as a kid, closer to Anaheim, my dad would always get tickets either through work or his friends to go see the Angels. So, I I went to quite a few Angels games, but I'll never forget my first Dodger game that my grandpa took me to um, with my dad, a couple of my cousins, my uncle, his season tickets were probably 12 rows behind the Dodger dugout back in the day, the old seats before they renovated the lower bowl. Um, and I remember just watching. It was a beautiful day game. The Braves were in town. Chipper Jones playing the hot corner. It was just picture perfect. Loved every sight, smell. And between every inning, my cousins and I would, with our gloves, glove on gloves on hand, we'd run to the top of the dugout hoping one of the Dodgers would toss us a ball and finally Sean Green ran in from the field tossed me a baseball and that's kind of where I went from there I fell in love with the Dodgers watched as many games as I could I played baseball as well from time I was three all the way through high school but like I said I, I moved to Utah towards the end of grade school where there is no MLB team. You have the Salt Lake Bees, AAA affiliate of the Angels, which is fun, but no one really cares. Everyone here kind of just picks their own teams, which for the most part are a bunch of bandwagon Red Sox and Yankees fans, but um, there's always the Dodgers for me. I I loved them, and now since, since high school, college, I've even been able to invest even more time in my own money, finally. I watch essentially every single game, the ones that aren't blacked out when we're playing the Rockies or Diamondbacks, which is a joke, but I'll still find ways to stream them. But anyway, I, I love the Dodgers. Like I said, that's that's why I want to start this podcast. I, I studied communications and media studies, a little bit of journalism while I was in college, Univer- Utah Valley University here in Utah. And one of the things I did on the side was I covered some sports for the school paper, which, in fact, um, I got some inspiration for that from Rowan Kavner, who's one of the Dodger social blog um, guys. He's awesome. His work is great. If you guys don't follow him on social or check the Dodger website, it's definitely, it's definitely worth it. I, in fact, I had connected with him on LinkedIn a few years ago asked him how he kind of got his gig, how he liked his job. And his advice to me was to uh, to start writing for my school newspaper, covering any sport I could, and that's what I did. I 
I covered men's and women's basketball, men's and women's soccer at UVU, um, baseball, softball, you name it, I covered it, and it was really fun. Got to see some pretty good athletes, some D1 schools, um, but I always knew that I kind of wanted to try to do that at the next level, but that didn't really pan out in terms of a job. Um, I have a tech job, work at a software company here in Utah, do some marketing for them, and I love it. But I figured now is the time to kind of start this side hustle hobby. And here we are. Um, that being said, I kind of want to discuss a little bit about what I want to do with the podcast. I I, I guess I don't pretend to be an expert on baseball or the Dodgers, but, you know, playing my whole life, watching essentially every game for years, I feel like I have a pretty good grasp of, you know, what they're trying to do down there and it's fun to talk about it. I try to be pretty active with other Dodger fans on Twitter, which go follow me at Carter Bees. Um, I'm always looking to connect with more people, talk about it. You know, maybe we'll, we can have some podcast episodes with some other guests, but it's just fun. It's so fun to talk about it through the season. Um, my sister closest to me in age, her and I watch so many of the games together. And if we're not physically together, we'll, I know that we'll both be watching it at the same time and we'll live live text during the games and I just love that kind of thing and I want to be able to expand that and do that with more people um I love other sports obviously most people if you like sports you like them all love the Lakers Rams I'm a Ducks fan not a Kings fan which is funny I same thing grew up going to more games in Anaheim and the Ducks are on fire right now so that's fun but you know American sports, there's just nothing I love more than the Dodgers. Um, a soccer, the other football fan as well. AS Roma, that's my team. I lived in Italy for a couple of years in Rome. Fell in love with that team. So I, I watch all these other sports, but man, nothing compares to how much I love watching the Dodgers. And especially during this lockout, I figured now's the time to start it. So not sure exactly what it'll look like going forward. I want to get you know, maybe some weekly pods um, when this lockout ends and more news comes available um, between now and spring training, get some some episodes out. Um, I usually try to go to spring training. My mom's side of the family lives down in the Phoenix area, so I try to go every year, every other year. So yeah, I hope to be down there. I can fill you guys in on what I see, who looks good, maybe get some autographs. That's always a fun um, a fun mission, so to speak. And then once the season comes, I'd, you know, whether it be a breakdown of every game of every series, um, previewing the next series, I'm not quite sure what that'll look like. We'll see if what kind of following we get, um, how much fun it is, but that's my goal. I just love, I love the Dodgers love talking about them. I'd love to turn it into more than just, you know, me talking to my sister or some of my friends. Um, that being said, I did want to share just a few of my favorite Dodger moments of the last few years, kind of my lifetime. I, I shared the story of my first Dodger game, but um, some of the most exciting things of this run of, you know, sustained Dodger excellence, so to speak. Um, I'm 26, just turned 26, so most of my life there hasn't been a ton to cheer about until the last, you know, few years, six, seven years. So... I think I got to start 2017. 
obviously Dodger fans, we know 2017 was an absolutely electric season. Um, arguably the best summer of all time. They went, what, 43-7 and seven on that stretch? Um, it was just must-watch TV every single night. You had the Kyle Farmer walk-off in his debut against the Giants. You had the Bellinger double home run comeback against the Phillies with Puig. JT, the pinch hit home run to extend his hitting streak at the time, which was double digits and growing. The legendary Joe Davis calls. That It was just incredible baseball. It was every night, so fun. Um, so that year, I, I went to a few a few games during the season, saw a Padres game where Seager had a bottom of the eighth. I think it was almost a bases-clearing double to complete a comeback. The White Sox were in town beat the White Sox um, but that was the first year that I'd ever gone to a playoff game it was you know I was at home in Utah my apartment at school watching the sweep of the Diamondbacks and the NLDS which extremely satisfying the Diamondbacks are always pests but especially that season so yeah after game three I thought hey I need to go the NLCS like the ravine's gonna be rocking. Dodgers are hosting regardless, the number one seed, whether it be the Cubs or Nationals, like I need to go. So I bought tickets to game one up in the reserve level, bought one single ticket for myself. Luckily, the Cubs ended up beating the Nationals, who at the time I hated the Chicago Cubs more than anybody. After 2016, that playoff run, seeing them win the World Series, it was cool to end the streak, but obviously is at the Dodgers expense in the NLCS. So the prospect of running it back, seeing him again, 2017, I was through the moon. Uh, I'm excited. So bought a ticket, drove straight there, straight from my apartment down to LA, um, stayed with my aunt, my dad's sister. And on the day of the game, it was a Saturday night game. I got to the ravine probably four hours before the game the auto gates weren't even open yet. I just pulled over and rolled down the windows and listened to a few pregame shows, podcasts, finally got let in. I just was soaking it in, man. I, there's nothing better than Chavez Ravine at any time of day, but especially watching BP with the sun, getting ready for a night game. So that night is game one, Kirsch versus Quintana, Jose Quintana. Cubs scored early. I'm pretty sure it was Wilson Contreras with a two-run homer off Kirsch early in the game. But Dodgers climbed their way back. He had Chris Taylor, who went on to be an NLCS MVP, hit a homer. Yasiel Puig hit a fence-scraping homer that the way he pimped it, you thought it was halfway up the the pavilion, but got over Schwarber's head. Dodgers win. Place was going nuts. Kenley came in, shut the door. It was just electric. The place was jumping. I was there by myself, like I said, and just making friends with everyone around me. Um, the next day, Sunday, was game two, but I had to get home back to Utah. So I drove home, had the game on while I was driving, which I was being smart, driving safe, but still, I was really upset I couldn't get home for the game. Rich Hill was dealing. He was he, Rich Hill was pitching. He was dealing. But as the, as the game waned on, it was almost over, and I still wasn't home. And it was dark at this time, and I knew I had to pull over to watch the end of the game. So I found a deserted old parking lot at a gas station, pulled over, had the game on my phone. If you remember, that's when JT came through 
in the clutch, 29 years, I think to the day, of the Kirk Gibson walk-off. JT goes up there, John Lackey on the mound, goes yard, dead center, walk-off win, 2-0 lead. It was just, I was absolutely freaking out in the car, going crazy. I drove the rest of the time home as fast as I could. I was so excited. Um, Then obviously, Dodgers win in five, win the first pennant since 1988, go to the World Series. Obviously, that was just an absolutely gut-wrenching, gut-wrenching seven games, which, I mean, that maybe deserves a podcast all on its own to dissect it, especially what we know now about the Astros and what they were doing. But that whole season, man, I, I don't know if I've ever watched a more fun season of any sport. Um, some other great, great moments that I saw in person. Uh, 2019, I was at the Jackie Robinson Day game um, against the Reds. That was the return of, you know, Matt Kemp, Yasiel Puig, after they got traded. Kyle Farmer as well. Um Puig went yard off of Kirsch, which at the time was so frustrating, but pretty funny to think. And then if you remember at bottom nine, Jock Peterson goes yard. Same same kind of deal as the uh, playoff game that I mentioned. You th- from the way he reacted, it looked like that thing was maybe going to the parking lot. Turns out it barely gets over the fence, but he sure pimped the hell out of it. Stadium was going crazy, super fun. Um, That was an incredible moment to see live. And then a recent one is finally this 2021 season got back to the ravine. Um, I had, I had tickets to go to opening weekend 2020 against the giants. Um, I think I, it was the Friday, Saturday night games. Uh, It was Max Muncy bobblehead night, the go get it out of the ocean bobblehead. I had those tickets. And then obviously (coughs) the season was canceled or postponed so those tickets were canceled no one went to a game so finally get back in 2021 the first game i went to was the giants were in town it was gosman versus bueller just so happened to be the max muncie bobblehead night again so i finally ended up getting that bobblehead to go get it out of the ocean bobblehead anyway giants want or it's giants one dodgers win uh muncie goes yard on the bobblehead night place was electric Obviously went toe-to-toe with the Giants all season. Knocked them out in the NLDS. And I kept thinking, man, I need to get to another playoff game. It's a little more expensive. I was a little busier um, this this fall. But I thought, you know what? I'll get to an NLCS game. Um, went down 0-2 NLCS. That was horrible. Came back to LA. Barely win game three. The belly, belly three-run homer, bottom eight, um, to get us there, to get us tied, to save the season, really. As soon as that game ended, I bought tickets to game five because I knew I could get there in time. Um, Game four, obviously, Eddie Rosario absolutely went nuts. That sucked. That whole time, I was like, wow, I'm about to go drive straight to Dodger Stadium and the season might end. But anyway, show up to game five, me and my sister, like I said, she's... The only other person I know who's as close to as big a Dodger fan as I am. We show up. Freddie Freeman goes yard in the first inning. Joe Kelly, bless his heart, was battling some injury. Bullpen game. He gets kind of shelled. But then 
But then the comeback begins. Chris Taylor starts off his absolute mammoth night, hits a homer. Well, Pollock hit a homer first. Pujols gets on base. Chris Taylor goes yard, up 3-2. Pollock hits another bomb. Chris hits two more. And if anyone else was there, I, I don't know if I've ever felt Dodger Stadium as loud as that night, game five. Especially Pollock on his second home run. He just absolutely pimped, bat drop, stare down, home run. At the time, it was like, man, this series is going back to Atlanta, and I don't think, I don't think the Dodgers are losing. It felt like it was inevitable to come back at that point, which obviously fell short. Game six was also excruciating to watch. But anyway, still just absolutely awesome memories. I love the Dodgers. It's hard being a Dodger fan sometimes. You get a lot of got a lot of crap, a lot of fleek from other fan bases. You finally win a World Series in 2020, and all you hear about is, oh, COVID, shortened season, Mickey Mouse ring, like, you know. It sucks, but it's just nothing better than being a Dodger fan, man. I love love watching them, love talking about it. So anyway, that that about wraps up for the first episode. This is kind of getting a feeler out there, see what kind of flow we're dealing with. Hopefully you guys tune in. Obviously, if we can get some reviews and stuff, um, some ratings, try to get try to get the word out for the podcast, but yeah, this is this will do it for the first episode of the 801 Dodger podcast.